Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. E-S-N-Y. What up? Welcome back. Episode 111 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Robbie's back. What is it, third straight episode? Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's third. Let's go over many, our mock. How many picks <laughs> did we get right? Zero out of half. 32? A half. We'll give yeah, us half a half. Right. Oh, why you mean half? 21 we got right. Yeah. We got half yeah. one. 21, Mc, we got right on the McDuffie, players. The McDuffie to the Pats, but McDuffie to the Chiefs. Well, the you Chief text Chief, me like, oh, yeah. you got it right. McDuffie at 21. I'm like, yeah, not really. Yeah, uh, but we also like said no trades, which kind of like, you know. Yeah. Once I saw the hard. Patriots, once I saw the Patriots trade back out of that pick, I was like, I think I tweeted, I was like, of course they did. Not because of like, I had them picking at that spot because like, that's such a Belichick. The two yeah. biggest, the two biggest like, predicted moves in this draft were uh, Belichick trading back and when did the Seahawks take uh, when did the Seahawks take a running back second round yeah yeah Kenneth Walker yeah second round Pete Carroll has Pete Carroll and that organization has Geno Smith and Drew Locke sent to uh, compete for the number one starting quarterback job and they pick a running back early second round. Like that was that and Bill Belichick trading back were like the two most. I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like if the Raiders had a first round pick, it would have been them picking somebody that was probably a day two pick. Cause that's what the Raiders always do. They would have but, taken uh, a receiver. They, yeah. They would have taken like some, I don't even know who they would have taken some guy that went in the second round somewhere. Yeah. They would have, they would have taken, um, they maybe like Christian they, they Watson. Probably, like yeah, they would exactly. Christian Watson at like thirteen. Like that's just something that they would do. They would have taken or, uh, Malik Willis at, <laughs> at, at whatever. They didn't have a first round yeah. pick though. Yeah, because um, they traded it for Devonte. Yeah, Devonte Adams. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it was like I think, and you were following it on TV, right? Not on Twitter because you don't like yeah. surprises. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wanted to wait I, for the pick to come through. Right, 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 right. You wanted the whole effect because it, it, it's become such a TV show. Like it's such a because ESPN and NFL Network are like two picks behind always. And I remember texting you. I think yeah. it was when Stingley got picked at uh, number three. I think I just said "Holy shit!" in all caps, and you're like, "Dude, stop!" I'm like, "Oh, okay, he's not actually following <laughs> me on Twitter." I thought you were on Twitter. Like I thought you had like those guys. Like you know, some of the beat. Like what I do is I have the beat reporters like. I have a uh, alerts like their on notifications on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them for yeah, like I, eight different people. Yeah. It's actually funny, like bringing that up. So when the jets traded up to 26 to draft Jermaine Johnson, I saw like, Oh, they've traded the pick. And obviously like on ESPN, the pick wasn't in yet. It was 
the Titans have traded this pick to the Jets. So mm-hmm. I went on my phone and I was like, all right, I want to see what the trade was. So I think, I don't remember who, I think it was Rappaport. Um, and I looked and it, and he showed the, the, the trade details of whatever it was. And mm-hmm. then at the bottom, he was like, Jermaine Johnson finally goes off the board. And I literally was sitting there next to my roommate, Nick. And I was like, fuck. And right. I threw my <laughs> phone. So he thought that they drafted like, you know, like oh, some did you think you did you think that they didn't draft Jermaine Johnson? No, 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 no. I I was mad because I saw that they drafted him. Like oh. I'm happy they drafted him, but I was yeah. pissed because I wanted to wait for the pick to right, come right, on ESPN. Right. I didn't think right. in the tweet it would be this is what they this is the trade. Here's yeah. who they drafted. Like so, yeah. I was pissed that I saw. Well, um, I, I I I sort of assumed that like a guys like Rappaport and Schefter weren't going to tip picks off. Because they yeah. were on like their respective network broadcasts as well, so you'd think yeah, they yeah, want to yeah. do what's best for the broadcast. They don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So, but I'm surprised. But, like, I mean, I knew like they were gonna they're gonna report trades. Yeah. Because they can just do that with picks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I knew guys like yeah, I like, Connor Hughes was tipping picks off left and right. He always does every year. Yeah. yeah He's yeah. like three picks ahead. It's the same. Um, the athletic always has I, the guy, the basketball reporter for the athletic, um, Shams. Yeah. Was, he tipped the pick off. I'm like, where'd you fall? Like, like, what source do you have? Like, you're not even like, you don't even report the sport, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, they, but, they know, they know some guys, I guess. I know. Yeah. I mean, they all do, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought. So after Stingley went, I think. Listen, I, I, I didn't get too caught up in, like, all the reports that the Jets were going to take uh, Equanu at four. Yeah, I, thought that I, was I, total, I didn't believe that either. I thought that was a total smokescreen. And even with the issues with Becton and George Fan's contract year coming up, like, it was still a possibility to get, to get tackled in the second round. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they did, went but, they, no, uh, again, they went in the fourth round, I think it was. Yeah, but I'm saying at the time, Louisiana. there was still – there was still yeah like, no there was there was all that smoke but i think there's always that smoke there's always oh, that yeah. you know who who's you know like you know and it could come from the jets the jets might be the one leaking oh we really like a yeah. no, and like it, just to get people is. to maybe you know i mean maybe the idea was to try to get somebody else to take a Quano, like the texans or the lions or you know the jacks which obviously didn't end up happening i think the jets you know ended up getting Sauce, obviously the guy. I think yeah. that's the guy they wanted. Did you actually see the TikTok of uh, Woody Johnson like leak, almost basically leaking that they were taking Sauce? No. So like he had a TikTok. Was it as, was was it as sh- bad as uh, Jerry Jones showing like their draft card to the media? No, 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 no. So it was it was he was showing a video of the draft room. He's like uh, of the war room, as they call it, the war room. And he was like, "Oh, here's like you know, here's where everyone sits. Like here's the stuff." And then, like, in the corner, there was, like, something covered, and you couldn't see it. And he right. was like, oh, he's like, over there. He goes, there. That's, you know, where the secret sauce is. And, like, he said secret sauce, and everyone starts freaking out. They're like, secret sauce, like, sauce gardener, holy shit. And then they actually ended up taking him. But the thing is, I think by, oh, you know, God. two hours or three hours before the draft, I think they knew how the draft was going to go. Like, I think they know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I mean- the teams talk to each other and say, hey, it's too like." I wouldn't be surprised if the Jags like, yeah, we're taking Trayvon. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if right. they told, like, all yeah. the other teams. Like, I don't know. I mean, you don't really know if they talk to each other about who they're going to take. Um, 
especially since it didn't seem like anyone was going to trade up like into the top four. Yeah. Cause there was no, like no quarterback to really trade up for. And then, but like, as far as like the draft board, how it shaped up, like it was perfect for the Giants. Like it couldn't yeah. have been, it could not have been more per- like I, I always said for months, I said best tackle at number five, and Thibodeau at number seven. Because if Thibodeau is there at number five, he's going to be there at number seven because the Panthers at number six don't need an edge rusher. But then, yeah, I mean, but that's Panthers before, yeah. But that's before I thought that that's when I thought that like there's no way all three tackles, meaning Evan Neal, Icky, and Charles Cross, are going to be there at five. I thought at least one of them was going to be off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Once I saw, so all then you three play it safe and just take K yeah, on. And then I was like, you, last minute, I'm sitting, not that I make any sort of decision for this organization. It's just like, yeah, in my head, la- in my, in my head last minute, I'm like, all right, just get cave on off the board. Like, don't even risk somebody trading up, swapping picks with the Panthers at six and taking them. But like, you could still take cave on at five and have your choice then, of at least yeah. two tackles at seven. And that's what I, and, and it seems like, between Neil and Cross, I would have taken Neil. Like, obviously, everybody's going to have a different opinion over which tackle out of the three was the best on the board in this draft. But if you're going to choose between Neil and Cross, like, I'm fine. I'm very much more comfortable with them taking Neil just because, like, you know, a more really, NFL ready guy this year. You don't really pass up on Alabama talent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mississippi State plays, you know, Mississippi State's big time as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they're playing good not, teams. So. It's, it, yeah, exactly. It's not, um, you know, it's not Alabama. It's it's, no, the, no. it's the SEC, but it's not it's 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 not those types of kids that are getting recruited from Alabama to Alabama and getting drafted. So my point is like, yeah, Evan Neal is the most NFL ready tackle. I think of all three. Um, yeah, you could argue Icky maybe, has the higher ceiling Icky and has the more versatility. Upside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm fine with that. And the thing with Evan Neal is like, you know, it's not like like Andrew Thomas two years ago was like getting put at left tackle right away. Like yeah. last second, too, because Nate Solder opt that out of that season. He was getting put at left tackle last second. Evan Neal's on the right side. And yeah, that's a big position, but it's not like blocking the quarterback's blinds. It's not the same. Yeah, it's yeah. not as much responsibility. So I'm but very it's also good for him just because, like, if Thomas falters, right? then, you know, you have Neil who could – because Neil played left tackle. So if, right. you know, Thomas doesn't have a good year, Neil swaps with him, basically. You put yeah. Thomas at right tackle, not as much pressure. Hopefully yeah, he performs you, better. And Neil could flex- play – obviously could play left tackle, obviously. Yeah. You have flexibility. Like, if, if Thomas struggles, it's not a situation where you need to bench Thomas. You could yeah, you just draw the right side. tackle. Yeah, yeah, and then Neil could step in because that's where he's been playing his whole his whole career. So, were you yeah, someone I mean, that think... was at number? Were you someone that like at number ten or when the Falcons took London at eight? Did you like cry or were you <laughs> or were no, you with I, Garrett Wilson? I think that um, like when I was first looking at receivers, and once it came out that the Jets were taking receiver, I think Drake London provides would have provided Zach with kind of the missing piece of, you know, what the jets have in terms of like that big bodied receiver that can go up and get the ball. Like he's at 50, 50, I'm going to win the jump battle type of guy. And I think that Mm -hmm. that would have worked really well with Zach 
But at the same time, I do think that there's, I mean, there's cause concern with every, every prospect, but I think with Wilson, you know, he has, he's a better route runner. He obviously is faster. Um, I think with London, you're more worried about whether or not he can get, you know, separation at the NFL level compared to Wilson with his route running and speed. It's not as much of a worry. So I Mm -hmm. think that Wilson is more so like the safer pick because if London can't, kind of get that separation at the NFL level, then you're going to run into the issue where he is just a 50, 50 type of guy, which is not what you want. Like you don't like, I mean, there's value in that, but picking a wide receiver at eight, you don't want a guy that's just a 50, 50 ball type of guy. Like you want a, you know, you want a premier guy. So that's why, you know, I think out of everyone that has, you know, the best chance at just kind of being a true wide receiver one, I think it is Wilson. I think, you know, London might have that higher ceiling because he's just that bigger body guy. Like he could maybe be like a, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, Calvin Johnson, but, you know, kind of like that esque of like, you know, going up and getting the ball. Obviously he's not going to be as good as him, but, you know, but I think Garrett Wilson, you know, is a great route runner. I think Garrett Wilson has that speed that not a lot of people thought he really did. And he, and he is good in the air 50, 50. Um, you know, he has a, he has a pretty good big catch radius. So I think that, I really do think that he was the Jets' number one wide receiver, uh, and they are like they are happy that he was there. I don't think Drake was their number one wide receiver. Yeah. I truly don't. Um, so well, they they, they probably know. didn't think. I mean, it started to become this sort of narrative that like London was going to go to Atlanta. Like even yeah. if they, yeah. I, 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 like it's like it, there are a couple things I mean, that did shake up in this draft that we actually did think was going to happen. One of them being that, like, it, not us specifically, but a lot of people thought it would yeah. happen. Not many quarterbacks. And they're only yeah. end up being one, and he didn't go to a number 20. And just the number of wide receivers that ended up off the board uh, in the yeah, first Yeah, I mean, we, we I had – How, we how had many went on six? So many, yeah, I mean, it was, what, London, Wilson, Olave, Jameson, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Yeah, that I knew tra- – tra- Traylon Burks. What was it? They, they, I saw some mocks and mocking Traylon Burks like late first round, early second. I'm like, nah, he's going like in the teens. Yeah, I, I was more surprised about Dotson going at 16. That's what I think out of all the guys. Dotson shot up. I, yeah, Dotson. I thought Dotson was going to be a late first, you know, early, maybe possibly early second. I mean, in our in mm. our mock, we had him. I, I mocked him at 26 to the Titans, which obviously, like they traded up. Um, mm to get Burks. Um, I mean, I, I like Dotson, but I was kind of surprised to see him go at 16, especially with Burks still on the board. Um, I just thought that was interesting, but I guess, you know, I mean, you have to think about fit with like Drake London, you know, although, I mean, they, first of all, the Falcons have zero receivers. Like what was it? Zacchaeus or whatever is their number one receiver right now, which yeah. is atrocious. And, you know, oh, Drake, oh, you yeah. know, having, yeah. And having to guard Drake London and Kyle Pitts with that much size creates a matchup nightmare. Like you, mm. you, you, Pitts is way too athletic and way too big to put a, to put a, um, you know, you have to put a safety on him. You can't put a linebacker on him. And he's, but like still, like the safety's not big enough to cover Pitts. Pitts is huge. And then, you know, then you have London who's what, 6'4? Like good luck covering him with a corner, or 6'3? Like good luck covering him yeah. with a corner. So, and then you have to think with like, you know, I, you know, Jahan Dotson, the, like the commanders obviously, you know, don't plan on losing Terry. I mean, whether or not he stays 
or request a trade or whatever is still yet to be seen. There's obviously the discussion because he wants to get paid. Um, but, you know, Jahan is kind of more so of that, like, quick, you know, after the catch type guy. Meanwhile, Terry is kind of, Terry is a true wide receiver one. Like, they have that, so they didn't really need mm-hmm. – I don't think they needed Traylon Burks. I think they would pref- – I guess they preferred somebody that's more so, like, you know, get on the ball in open space and let, let's see what he can do. Terry, when, meanwhile, like Traylon Burks is more so, like, oh, I'm going to be that wide receiver one type guy, which he steps into now, obviously, with, you know, that trade with uh, – the Eagles with AJ mm-hmm. Brown going to the Eagles. Oh my so, God. I, the, Robert know, like Woods the, being a. The Giants are having such team. a good night. And then all of a sudden, AJ Brown is in. Uh, AJ Brown I mean, is I don't now. Think, I don't think now, they're going to. Uh, you Eagles. know, I think it comes down to that quarterback. And I don't trust Jalen Hurts. Just like yeah, how, like, oh, yeah. Tyreek is in, Tyreek Hill is in the AFC East, but I don't trust Tua. Did you yeah. see that video? <laughs> oh, that video was so bad. I was about to ask that. <laughs> Dude, it was Dude, so it looked bad. Like a punch. I. I all of a sudden, I see it's like Tua and then the rocket emoji and then Tyreek. And I thought like, oh, this video is going to shut a lot of people up. And yeah, it didn't. then it ended. And I was like, that wasn't that didn't exactly look like Mahomes to Tyreek to say the like it literally looked like a, he, he fair caught it. <laughs> he had to it literally reach back. Looked, it it kind of looked like if like, and the, you know, obviously Tua is he's an NFL quarterback. He's obviously much better than anyone else, but it kind of looked like someone like me threw a ball deep 30 yards. Oh, it was a shit like, throw. <laughs> it was like, I like, it looks like I couldn't make it 30 yards. Like that's what it looked like. It looked like he barely made it the distance and Tyree basically stopped running to catch the ball and then continue to run. Like it, it did not look good. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying like, if you're to post that on social media with the way social media is now, you should have waited for a throw where Tua maybe you know, got more of it and like really there had to be it a, out. There had to be a better the, throw. There's if no that's way. the best throw that they caught. <laughs> oh, that, they, then he, he's done. He's they're done. Fucked. <laughs> he's done. He's done. Like Tyreek is running slants the entire year. Oh, like, God. And, you know, there's, and don't even, I'm in like a, a huge Discord and about fantasy football. And, you know, there's a Dolphins fan in there that brings up all these stats. Like, oh, well, two was the sixth most accurate quarterback downfield. Oh, like, stats, really? stats mean only X amount, of, only X amount. Like, at the end of the day, it's you watch the game and you see if a guy can throw the ball deep. And like I was in this argument with this guy being like, dude, if I had a choice between throwing a deep ball with Tua or Zach Wilson, I'm throwing the ball with Zach Wilson. I do not care what the stats say. Yeah. Zach Wilson has a cannon. He could throw the ball 60 yards downfield. Jack, Tua cannot. I, I, I Tua cannot take, throw the ball I 60 yards downfield. I take Daniel Jones for a deep ball over Tua. Oh, 100%. 100%. I take anybody I would, else in the league for – I, I, would, I, I said Tua is Tua. the worst deep ball thrower in the AFC East, and I don't – like. Him and Mac, you can maybe argue, but like Josh and Zach are by far better at throwing the deep ball than him. You yeah. could bring up all the stats, but stats only mean so much. Like if a guy's wide open, that doesn't matter. It's about those balls where it's like you need to fit that ball into that window. Yeah. For instance, like Mac, I've Mac never seen to. to a yeah, no, Mac it, doesn't need a, to, but I'm you like, know, Brady never needed to. Yeah, no. Was. And like Brady did, but like he didn't, didn't really yeah. have to. Yeah. He and checked like, out but Zach, Zach had to last year. Like you know, the throw to Corey Davis with, you know, the point and the throw, like that right, had to be that, on the money. Yeah. Oh, I was just like, if that was that short, off. that's probably dead or broken up. Like that had to they be a money did. throw. And like, I could never see two with throwing that. That was like a on the run, 50 yards down the field. Like there's no shot to is making that throw. They He's probably running Daniel the Jones. They give Daniel Jones, like so many people give Daniel Jones so many excuses and the bar is so low for Daniel Jones. It yeah. seems with Tua, it's more so. 
Like there are so many excuses for Tua and there are still people in Miami, still Miami fans believing in him. And like, it's got, it's gotten to a point where like, you know, Daniel Jones is coming up on a make or break year. No, Tua isn't a make or break. Tua is like, there's no, he's in a make or break. I mean, they're both in make or break years, but like, you know, Daniel's in year four. Two already year three. It's like, nah, it's got to be the year because it's it, it know, does. Everybody, that's the thing. Like, people thought yeah. Daniel Jones drafted the Giants picking Daniel Jones was a reach. Obviously, it's a, it's become like an infamous reach with the you know the collage of the fan reactions and like yeah the people there are like, what the hell is this? Um, with Tua, he was you know besides Burrow, he was supposed to be the number one quarterback in that draft. Yeah, Come, and he probably would have been if it wasn't for Burrow it wasn't for the obliterating that yeah, CIA. It wasn't for Burrow becoming going from like a no name transfer from Ohio State to, to the best to season putting of all together time. the best, yeah, literally the best season ever. I'm literally one of the best college teams of all time. That team was stacked. And then he gets to the NFL two years later, he takes a team that had the same Super Bowl odds as Jacksonville. And I feel like that also speaks volumes on like, look at the quarterbacks taken in that draft. It was Burrow to a Herbert Tua right. went to the, I mean, uh, Burrow went to the Super Bowl. Herbert is phenomenal. One rookie of the year broke right. all these types of records. And then two is just, it is honestly just there. And I yeah. think like, I do think there's hate that goes to Tua that's undeserved. I still think he has this year to prove it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I think that like completely giving up on him now is a little bit too quick, but at the same time, it's like, like there's so many excuses. Like people are like, Oh, well, like from certain weeks, he completed 83% of his passes. Yeah. But the guy had like 225 yards a game. Like, like, congratulations. I could throw slant routes. Like, I mean, Hey, listen, like you had, and like, and that's actually an interesting thing is like, uh, with like Tyreek there now, it's like, that could add to it. Like add to because obviously Tyreek after the catch is one of the best, if not the best, in the league. So it's like, is it going to make him look so much better that they keep him? And like, I think, you know, my opinion on quarterbacks is this: like, if you don't see an elite level, like the, at least the possibility at elite level play by year four, you they should be gone. Like the yeah. plain and simple. And that's the thing is like, I'm even saying like this year, like I need to see improvement from Zach, and then year three, if I don't see at least like somewhat close to elite level play, it's time to debate moving on, depending on the draft, obviously. Like if there's no one there, then don't. Well, but, if you're that kid from if you're that guy from Pro Football Focus, you you, you probably wanted to move on from Zach now. Yeah. Like, I mean that, that guy from that, I don't know, I, I can't remember is, the guy's name. That thing you sent me where listen, I'm I get think disagreeing with trading up the draft to running back, especially that early in the in the in the draft. I, it was like no, I, the this, I do agree with like you don't Especially when it was only early, he gave up a fifth round pick to move up two spots. Like the yeah. Douglas not think that Brees Hall was going to be there at 38, but he was going to be there. I don't know who had, who had picked 37. I think it might have been Tennessee. I don't think yeah, Tennessee, but you, Tennessee also, was you also have to remember, like, you also have to think, though, like, what if somebody else was trying to trade up? Like, we I don't guess. know that. Yeah, like, right. like, what if yeah, Buffalo but, was trying to trade up? Because that's like the, you know, the missing piece for them. Um, I mean, I like I 100% agree with the idea that um, you don't have to draft a running back early, and I, like that's why I w- when they took him, I was shocked. I was kind of like, eh, you know, 
But the thing is, is he does have that potential to be like a top 10 running back in the NFL. He really does. Yeah. Like he has that potential. So it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, did, did they take a running back too early in my opinion? Yes. But at the same time, like with the O line they have and with his skills mm-hmm. and especially having Michael Carter now be your running back too. Like, I mean, you're, you're possibly creating a Chubb hunt type of dynamic, which takes a lot of pressure off of, like, I mean, look at the Browns offense. It was solid because of that. And that doesn't, and Baker was not with, very uh, good. You could have earth, wind and fire part two with, uh, with LaMichael. <laughs> yeah. into the mix. I don't know why LaMichael's even still on the <laughs> roster, but, but like, that's he's the get, thing. Is, like, and, August, dude. Yeah. And like, so people, and like, there was a lot of, like a lot, obviously the Jets, twi- Jets Twitter is absurd. Like they took that tweet and were like going at this guy or whatever. And you know, the whole tweet stemmed from, you know, a guy saying that like trading up is not worth it. Um, because the idea that someone gives you more value than two players, like it's slim or whatever. And, you know, in that, that point, I completely and utterly disagree with because like people said the same thing about when the jets trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker, mm-hmm. like, Oh, they traded up. I gave up. I think it was like three picks um, to trade up to get him. And then like, they showed like this is what the jets got. And this is what, the Vikings got because that was the trade. And at the end of the day, like Elijah Vera Tucker was had a very good rookie year. And if he turns into being a stable, like a solid, a very good ta- uh, um, guard for the Jets for the next 10 years, like I do not care what they gave up because you're also assuming that the Jets would have drafted those same. This is the entirety of the draft. Like if the player turns out to be a good, a good player, it doesn't matter what they gave up at the end of the day. Like, unless it's obviously like you gave up like three first or whatever. Like, I just hate that idea. Like, that's the whole, in my opinion, that's the point of piling all these draft, uh, piling up all these draft picks and all the draft capital. It's so you could trade up to get the guys that you want. And like, Mm. that's like, that's what I wanted the Jets to do. That's why when, after I saw all the, all the, the draft picks they had, I was like, well, they should trade back into the first to get somebody. And then once I saw Jermaine Johnson falling, I was like, they have to trade back up to get him because to him, to the Jets, you know, he was a top 10 guy, I'm pretty sure, on their board. So, you know, like, if that's a top 10 guy, you have to trust the team's guts and go with it. No, yeah. But the thing is, is, like, that um, that guy on PFF was, like... Uh, oh, he was, like, he he was... He told the Jets, he told the Jets to take Malik Willis. <laughs> Malik Willis, could you imagine, like... Who went in the this, third round, first of all. Like, this, what? This city... This market, this New York, New oh, Jersey would market would go it. up in flames if the jet, if Joe Douglas was like, oh, my God, they took Sauce Gardner, they took Garrett Wilson, they traded up to take uh, Jermaine Johnson, which is okay because they're in win-now mode. They've had this draft circled on their calendar for years with the Jamal Adams trade, <laughs> set themselves up for this draft, the Sam Donald trade, the same thing. They, they are in the position to trade up, and then he takes Malik Willis, <laughs> who's Bro, supposed nice. this. And this, I'm not even sure who his name is. I never heard him, but it, I it, don't it went, know who he is. It went viral. I think the video sort of went viral. So maybe if that was his goal to go viral by like a crazy take, then good for him. That's what I said. Like you're either like, like first of all, there's never like the perfect draft. There's always people that have to take it apart. And like yeah. you said, PFF is like the yeah, but like the Jets legitimately could have taken at four, 10 and 26, the top three players on PFF boards. And they still would have found a reason to talk 
talk bad about it because that's i mean yeah. hey, at the end of the day it gets you clicks like but and like he goes on to name all the other people that they should have drafted and he names you know a wide receiver he's he named a wide receiver a, D, a, a multiple dns malik willis and the only like position that the jets kind of had like haven't drafted yet was jalen petre who played safety in college but is projected to be a slot corner who the jets already have like the jets have their slot corner so it's like, like he just they would have either... positions the Jets had he... just drafted the night before. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, like what about George Pickens? Where does George Pickens fit into the Jets lineup? They now have Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis as wide receiver three, and Braxton Berrios, who, in all honesty, provides more versatility as an All Pro returner. I would like, in terms of having those three receivers, if I had a choice between Pickens and Berrios, I'm taking Berrios because Berrios adds value in the slot. Mm-hmm. And on return, like Pickens is what going to be the fourth option. Like he's not a returner. He's not that type of guy. So it's like, that made no sense. The DN, they have Carl Lawson. They have Jermaine Johnson. They have uh, John Franklin Myers. Like, okay. Like right. wh- why, why take another shot in the DN when he's going to be the fourth guy? Probably like exactly. you're just, he just started naming off people that was like, dude, like, that's just like, if you're going to say that, I would have understood if you said like he didn't even say Nicobe Dean, which I think would have been a fair person to bring up. Yeah, oh yeah, right. Like at least the position that the Jets could realistically target. Not yeah, say, like if you were like say a specific safety, like like what like I think Brisker was still on board. Like Brisker, oh the Jets need a safety. Brisker, or oh the Jets need a linebacker. Nicobe Dean, or you know Muma, the guy from Wyoming, or like at least a position yeah. that would have made sense. But he just named all positions the Jets should not have drafted. Yeah. What if they, I wonder what he would say if the Jets still had like their two second round picks. What if he said, would, would he say like, you know what I would do? I would take another receiver and then I take Malik Willis. <laughs> yeah. Just, he probably would have. He probably would have. If the Jets just, stayed there and drafted like. They could alternate an, series. An it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. But like it's, yeah. I mean, like I, I wrote, I was like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have traded up to draft Brees Hall, but. You know, I am not someone who really questions what Joe Douglas does. I don't think Joe Douglas is at all the reason why this team really hasn't had much success since he took over. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if they don't win games this year, that's going to be a move that people start to question. Like people yeah. are questioning yeah. it now. You know, not everybody agrees that you, that he should have traded up you should have drafted a running back that early, let alone trade up, especially when he, he was picking two picks later. If they don't win games, that's going to be a move that is questioned. You know, I don't think they, I, I don't, you know, a move like Gardner isn't going to be questioned because like you had to take a corner there, uh, you know, drafting guy like Garrett Wilson and trading up to get Jermaine Johnson. But this is a type of move that like, you know, you got to win now. You gotta yeah, win. Yeah. Or <laughs> or you know, Brees has to be a dog. Like Yeah. No, I mean, but even if Brees say is you a dog, go like, like but if you go like seven and ten, but Brees has like fifteen hundred scrimmage yards, I don't think people are gonna be like, Oh, they shouldn't have traded up for him. Like, I mean the guy went for fifteen hundred scrimmage yards. Like at the end of the day, like Well, dude, dude, the Giants won six games, but Saquon had two thousand scrimmage yards. Yeah. And everyone still criticizes that pick. though. Saquon was also taken second overall. Like, I mean, there's a huge difference between getting drafted that early. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it could I said, be worse. They I could don't have think... taken Darnold. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they could have I taken mean, Baker. Yeah. <laughs> or Josh Rosen. Take a Baker. But they also could have taken Josh Allen. 
They could have taken Josh <laughs> Allen. Yeah. Or they could have traded the back. That's the, that's the, that's the, what they should have done. They should have traded back. Yeah. And yeah. They, I mean, the thing is, is like, and like, like no. people, yeah. And people always use that. Oh, look, look at the Jets. Tr- when the Jets traded up to get Sam Darnold, like everyone always uses that. Like, this is what the Colts got. Cause you know, they used, you know, the pick to get, um, who's the, uh, who's the, who's the guard on the Colts? Oh, I always read um, his name. Quinn Nelson. He's a, yeah, so, like, they got him, and they got, like, three other, like, quality guys and stuff like that. And, like, so people are like, well, that shows you. Like, I mean, the thing is, is, like, like this goes back to it. Like, that that does show you that, like, yeah, like, if you – you're also, like, depending on nailing the picks. Like, what if the Colts at five, when they traded with the Jets, like, pick some bum? Then it's just like, oh, well, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, if you don't hit on your picks, you don't hit on your picks. It truthfully doesn't matter how many – picks you have it just matters whether or not you hit like mm-hmm. and the jets were trying to hit on quarterback they whiffed immensely yes um but you know if sam donald was <laughs> josh allen but they also but, whiffed on the coach yeah well i'm they not blaming sam coaches. completely for that but like if but like say that they did get a good coach and yada 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 like and they drafted sam and he ended up being you know a starting quarterback a top 10 guy who would be talking about that trade? Who would say, oh, that was such a bad trade for the Jets? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't. Like, if they turn out to be good, there's no question about whether the trade was worth it or not. Right. Now, at, it could be worth it for both teams, 100%. Could be worth it for both teams. But, like, the thing is, is, like, if it hit, if you hit your pick and, like, you trust, like, I trust, like I said, I trust Joe Douglas. And I don't think there's a reason to doubt the Brees Hall pick until I'm proven otherwise. Because yeah. if Joe Douglas is like, hey, I'm trading up, giving up capital to go up and get this guy. I trust it. And, and you could say I'm stupid because the Jets haven't won games, but like you said, I don't think Joe's a reason they haven't won games. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, I think like, that's like the same thing though. People could say, Oh, well do the Colts, you regret drafting Jonathan Taylor early in the second. Obviously not because Jonathan Taylor is a dog and he's like debatably the best offense player in the, in the league. Now I'm not saying Brees is going to turn out to be that guy, but you know, if Brees is solid, it's worth it. If Brees, yeah, we'll see how it is. But thank you for coming on, man. Sorry, it had to be a short one. Glad we could get some talking about the draft. And um, what, talk next week, two weeks? Yeah, hey, I'm I'm free really whenever, so you let me know. I'll let you know, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Of course. And all right, that's a wrap. Thanks so much. For tuning in to episode 111 of the Wide Right Podcast, shout out to Rob. Rob's becoming a regular. Rob's already, what, three straight episodes Rob has been on? I Once it's the offseason, I always lose track. Like, every time I record, I have to go to Spotify to check what episode I'm actually on. But regardless, shout out to Rob. Uh, and thanks so much for tuning in. As always, follow me on Twitter, at RyanHoneyESNY. That's at RyanHoneyESNY. Follow Rob on Twitter, at at Robert Lettinen. That's at Robert Lettinen, R-O-B. E-R-T-L-E-H-T-O-N-E-N. And to get this, uh, listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. And I hope to talk to you guys soon. And uh, have a good one.